Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we're back. I'm tired and yeah. also a little sickly. I have a little bit of a cold going on and it's mm. not fun. It's tough. It's yeah. Tough. How, are, how are you, Corey? Um, I am tired as well, uh, but not sick. Just more of uh, my body's like, yo, you should really, you know, you should rest for a couple of days. I'm not. I have a very busy weekend uh, ahead again. So um, it is what it is. We ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You do what you do. Yeah. I love it. Um, Yeah. Good deal. You had a good week. Uh, yeah, pretty good week. Coming off of last weekend, I was in uh, the sunny city of Los Angeles. Got to see the King Harry Styles perform. Uh, of course, a magical show. How was that? Um, yeah, very nice. Incredible. Oh, so good. Um, a top notch performer. Um, LA was really cool. Um, the Pacific update is freezing. Um, I knew it okay. was cold. I didn't realize it was okay. that cold. Granted, okay. you know, swimming in October, maybe not the best. It was still like 80 degrees. Um, but yeah, it was freezing. The water, very yep. blue, very clear. I could see, the, nice. I could see the sand, which is so different, uh, from the Atlantic, which is just mud half the time. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there, I mean, West Coast uh, listeners, right in. But um, yeah, I'm sure there. I'm sure there are some trash beaches on the West Coast. But I mean, that's been my experience too. I've been. I have huge. I have some family that live in San Francisco, so I've been in that like area of California to see some of the beaches. And yeah, I mean, it's it looks just beautiful and pristine, and you know, very. It's as opposed to some of our beaches, like I mean. Where we live, like we're really close to some really historic um, beachfront areas like Charleston and Savannah and things like that. But we also have places like Myrtle Beach, which Dirtle. is basically just right in <laughs> Turtle. Um, right. We just, I mean, are basically just strips of poo poo litter and sun baking it constantly. Um, I mean, that's a, a very good description, honestly. Yeah. You, you hit yeah. it on the head. Yeah. So, but no, good. I'm, I'm, uh, I was thinking about you. I'm glad that you, glad that you had some fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, um, well, me and my wife, we enjoyed our, our time there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was good. I'm happy to, it's nice to be home though. Yeah. I, I will bet. Um, I got to play a playstyle requiem even more. Again, again, again with the rats. The rattling. yeah, so um, this was this was kind of revealed to me in their pre-show discussion. But yeah, it's uh, for anybody who's not into the the uh, Plague's Tale, it's basically The Last of Us, but with rats. Yes, and France. Yes, which is kind of a. I mean, I think it's kind of a neat. Like, if you're doing a back of the box kind of thing and just saying, like, here's my elevator pitch for this game, it's not a bad one. No, um, and so. I'm nearing the end for sure. Um, okay. And the game has definitely, how it started out was very similar to the first one, Plague Tale Innocence. Um, yeah. 
but this one has definitely changed up the formula enough consistently. And I think it was about halfway through where I'm at now. I'm like, why am I really digging this? And it's because it is essentially The Last of Us, but in France, but with rats. Um, yep. That kind of tanky gameplay. Um, I find the bond of Amicia and Hugo um, to be not similar to Joel and Ellie. Um, at all really but it's like a similar dynamic of like we will do anything for each other like um that includes committing like diabolical like acts of violence to also having like um very strong compassion um for each other in the circumstances that they're in um and yeah it's so far um the game has been great. It has surprised me because it has changed itself up rather recently, not rather recently, even the past couple of chapters, it went from a very linear game to like, this okay. is like the level you're going to work through. Sorry. We're just kind of diving straight into this, um, <laughs> it, but it went from, a, I'll, it, uh, I'll put the, yeah. I'll put the theme music yeah. in, right in here. I'll just yeah. splice it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it it went from a very linear game to all of a sudden it's like, now we're going to put you in a small little hub world and now you can go and kind of do what you want here. There's some like side objectives that you can do some like fun puzzles that you can find around this Island, um, X, Y, Z. And so much so like there's stuff that I have found that has completely altered the dynamic of the way that you can play the game. That is, that is a full side little puzzle quest thing. And it threw me, it has thrown me for a huge whirl. All of a sudden it's like, okay, we're picking right back up where the first game left off. So all of a sudden, here you go. We're at, we're pulling in more lore of why this is happening as well. We are adding more contacts for characters that have been mentioned over time as well. You are now getting to meet these characters, so on and so forth. And it's really, really challenging your conception of like, are we, am I the good guy? Am I the bad guy? Like, I'm like, there are people who are innocent in this, but also, um, there are people who are clearly very guilty. Uh, and it, it has turned it into a much bigger and broader story than I thought it was going to be. And it's done it very well. I am, for a studio who doesn't make a ton of games in this fashion, they have pulled off this switch of motion or like gameplay extremely well. None of like gameplay mechanics have changed, but in terms of like your ability to interact with the environment has changed drastically. Um, and I have been astounded by it. And okay. Yeah, it is so good. Again, the big the voice acting for Hugo and Amicia really carries um, the game. Like their like the conversations, their little banter, and their moments of humanity. I think really like pull you in. I think the voice acting altogether in this game is incredible. There's a point where um, 
trying to think. You know, like when the kid's kind of getting on your nerves and you're, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like Hugo splashing. <laughs> um, you, of course, you know, uh, Hugo's like splashing water on this side character who's helping you out here. And they're laughing. He yep. keeps and it's like, okay, okay. And like they keep splashing. It's like, okay, no, that's enough. And it, it was conveyed in such a way of like, oh, I've heard like that exact like yeah. uh, inflection yeah. there. And it was one of the things where the kid's like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but all around, they have, they, they are hitting it out of the park in a lot of things. I think the only thing that holds it back is that it is a very, I don't want to use the word archaic, but it's just such a simplistic gameplay that I enjoy that they've brought in new layers to and added more dynamic to, um, i.e. like you get a crossbow at one, uh, pretty early on. It's not really a spoiler. Um, and that's changed the game a ton. You only get like one or two arrows, maybe a level It's essentially like, Oh, Oh ish. I've really effed up kind of a thing. Yeah. I have to like, yeah. use this. Um, and yeah, it's good. I really, I don't know if I talked about this, but I, the leveling up system in the game is based on how you play the game too. There isn't points or anything. It's like, okay, if you are going to stealth your way through a level, you're going to get like your like stealth scores essentially going to increase with that. And you get perks based on like you doing that. But if you essentially like massacre your way through a level, you will get points for essentially like, Oh, now you can like reload uh, fast or you get two rocks in your sling. Or if like you're really exploring the levels, it's like, oh, now actually when you find stuff, like, you'll be able to actually get more uses out of like what you're doing because you're, like you're crafting more X, Y, Z. It You only like gain ability and scores based on like how you played the game, which I really okay. appreciate. And I really appreciate that the char- side characters with you acknowledge your decisions as well. Like, yeah. um, I had to take out one of the guards, um, with the sling cause she has a sling with a rock. Um, she's essentially David. Um, and like you do it and the, this is the first time this character with you has seen that she, and the character goes, what on earth? Like I've, I just wasn't expecting that. It, do you normally do that? And that's like a whole, I imagine there's like a, that dialogue never happens if you don't do that. There, there's at one point where. I had to kind of like essentially just go Rambo because I'm like, oh, I, yep. I'm like, I'm screwed at this point. Yeah. Um, and the side characters like screaming at me, like, stop. Like, you, no, 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 no. Like, you, you're just as bad as the, not just as bad as them, but they're screaming, like, please stop. Like, we can get out of here kind of a thing. Like, let's yeah. just run. Yeah. And it, I find it so interesting. Like, they have like voice dialogue based on like how you are performing your ability is based on like what you do so on and so forth. And it is a very, it feels a very fitting way of progression that I really appreciate that. They're like, okay, you are doing this. So we're going to reward you for this gameplay It's nothing innovative. Um, but I think in this style of game where so much, so often, uh, I well, Uncharted, they don't really have it, but Last of Us or God of War, or um, I'm trying to think the third person over the shoulder game, yeah, um, yeah. where you essentially like, you, you get points and now you can put them in these things so you can be better. And instead, this is just no, you play this way, so we're going to reward you for that regardless. Um, like you don't have to like decide how you want to spend your points, you're just gonna you just get them because, yeah. 
yeah. you want to. Um, Very cool. Yeah, Playtale Requiem, you know, Return of the Ratning, it's good. I've, yeah, it's surprisingly very deep in its lore when it was very, it was very paper thin in the first game. Um, It has now added a lot, a lot to it. Um, I'm really digging it. It's definitely a game where you had to play the first one. I don't think you can really step into this one um, without having played the first one. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's good. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, I always like a, I like a game that gives you choices and then acknowledges your choices. I mean, um, I feel like as strange as it is, it doesn't really seem like sometimes that actually happens. Um, but even stuff like, I mean, maybe not to the same extent or in the same ways, but like it made me think of like Dishonored whenever you were talking about that, yeah. where Dishonored was very, um, you know, you could go through and actively kill everybody. You could kill nobody in the world. I can't remember like how much actual characters would comment on it um but the world actively changed mm-hmm. like you know more people would get sick or if you made this choice all of a sudden this like building would be infested in a similar way infested with rats Inf- yeah. <laughs> infested like in there would always be some sort of like repercussion because you decided to do something a certain way um which always like because i feel like i feel like developers a lot of times are kind of afraid like okay well if i do this it's going to lock players out of this maybe and like and i think like and i think there's something to it like you want people to be able to experience everything mm-hmm. that you have but i think there is and i think it's one of the things that i like about from soft games so much is that like they they're just completely fine with you missing mm-hmm. tons of stuff they're like hey you can, yeah, go ahead, kill that character, and then you never get to see yep. what he was going to do. Like, you know, all that, like you missed this whole side quest and all this other kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I constantly go back and forth. The You make the game sound so neat. I just yeah, have, I, not, have not done it yet. I, I think you would really dig it. The first game is really short. Um, and again, it's a great ride. I am really enjoying it more, way more than I thought I would. I was very excited for it. Um, okay. But it, it is reaching far bigger highs than the first game did outside of, again, the absolutely insane ending of the first game. Um, yeah. But it's, it's really good. And it, it asks some very difficult questions, too, of you. Um, and he, and it calls you out for your game stuff. Like, and there, there was a, a scene, um, where trying to uh, Hugo does something very bad. Hugo is like four or five. Um, and, uh, Amicia calls him out. Like you can't just like hurt people. Like you can't just like go attack them. And he calls you out. It's like, you do it all the time. I'm like, Okay, but we're not talking about me. <laughs> we're <laughs> okay. Look here, you sh- little shit. Yeah, it was kind of that moment of like, all right, hold on, time out. We're talking about you. We're not talking about me. Don't don't right. don't question my methods. I've gotten us here so far. We're both alive. Um, but I was I I was wondering a little bit after. I'm like, is that a different line? If I've had like a pacifist run, 
maybe. Because you can go through the whole game yeah. without like taking anyone down. You can you can do a game with like just distracting people and like semi uh, like you can stun people, quote unquote. Um, it, okay. It's not like a very long stun, um, but it's a good like you you can kind of like uh, incapacitate them for like four or five seconds, give you a chance to run away. Um, and so I was like, oh, ooh. sorry, something's in my throat. Oh, no, not again. <clears throat> Hold on. <laughs> All right, we're better. I'm alive, I think. Yay. He did it. Oh, no, Ooh. it's back again. No, we're Yay, good. he's alive. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that was, but I, I just drank a smoothie, so I've been like a, a uh, seed from like you, a berry. Like a chia seed? Um, Maybe, yeah. Or a pit or something? Something. I don't know what it was. It caught me bad, though. <laughs> Speaking of, so um, I'm going to transition very smoothly. Transition. Here. Speaking of, speaking of missing cool content. Um, so, God of War Ragnarok reviews have oh, been dropping, gosh. and the reason that it that it ties in is because I've I've heard that from a number of people who are like, yeah, some of the side quests in this game are like way like i mean not better but like they're it's significant content that they're just comfortable being like yeah you may never actually do this like you can but you also might not Mm -hmm. who knows um yeah i mean i think to the surprise of no one um i mean obviously like full disclaimer uh cory and i have not played god war ragnarok we're not at that level of status (laughs) but um yeah, to the surprise of no one, like it's getting, I think, on like Metacritic, Open Critic, it's like mid nineties. You know, it's um, doing well. Um, there've been there've been like a couple of like I think the core criticism that I've seen from it is like I think mainly there's disappointment to the fact that it's like not as impactful as the first game, like not even the story, but just like that, that transition, like the transition of God of war, like the old God of war to this new God of war. Like I think that was so substantial. And I think like continuing on, it, it doesn't necessarily resonate in the same ways. And some people, you know, having some, like issues with some of the narrative choices, but I've heard, I mean, I've heard and like seen stuff from enough people who were like, who I like value their opinion who were like, yeah, I mean, this is potentially like one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Like yep. this is, this is like incredible beyond all measure. Um, so I'm excited and I'm glad that I am very glad that I had the God of War 2018 recent playthrough to Mm -hmm. be able to kind of like gauge it up against so that I can go into it and be like, okay, like I, I know what I'm, what I'm like kind of in for with this, but, um, well, yeah, to piggyback on that, I wonder if that's why a lot of people are to say it doesn't have the same like impactfulness is they've all come off of the 2018 God of War, which was such a, not even, I don't want to say gargantuan, but just like a completely different Kratos still same Kratos, but it was a very new, I want to say wise, but thoughtful Kratos. Someone who had compassion 
and someone who was trying to be better, which is the per- point of the game. Um, and so coming from that to where, okay, we've seen that, we've seen who he is, we've seen the work that they've done, and now we're seeing kind of the results of it. I wonder if it was always going to be, it's not going to have that same impactfulness because we've kind of reached the end of, in my opinion, Kratos' journey at the end of 2018, and it's now like his epilogue is Ragnarok. Um, yeah. And so, it, I, in my opinion, well, not my opinion, my expectations for Ragnarok are very much like, let's see this end to his and Atreus' story. Let's see like what Ragnarok is and like, if there is a next step in yeah. their journey. Um, yeah. And so I'm not going in with a wanting the same impactfulness or um, like weight behind it because I know like it's Ragnarok. It's the end of the world. Everything's going really bad. It's going to be high action. Story's still going to be, I imagine, epic and scope and um, detail. And I think we got the intimate story in 2018. I'm not expecting a very personal father son like finding each other story again they found each other now it's them working together to see if they can stop what is unstoppable yeah um so yeah i mean it's and i i think people have i mean it's similar i think with any of these games similar to like the last of us people have expectations going in of what Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. want um which very much kind of informs like you know, what, like how people are going to perceive it. And like, in some cases, I mean, you go into God of War Ragnarok and you have an expectation that it needs to be this, like, cause I mean, this is the finale of this arc. So, yep. I mean, there are expectations going in of like from everything as small as like, well, I didn't see this character who's in the lore, who's in Norse mythology yeah. all the way to like what actually happens in the core story. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I told you, pre-show i will be off beginning oh, on i'm so jealous um, it it doesn't even it's, so it's jealous. funny it's funny because i didn't coordinate it that way it has a lot to do with like house stuff going on and anniversary and things but like yeah it just so happens i'll be off beginning on the ninth through the next week um so i'll just uh i'll be able to squeeze in some some god of war ragnarok time whenever oh. whenever i can all the time. Good for and if you. I can't, then I'll just stay up and sap away my my bedtime. Exactly. As you should. As you should. <laughs> um, what else we got, Corey? Well, we've been talking about what we've been playing. We've well, been we talking about... We haven't heard what you've been playing. <sighs> well, I was going to talk about news, but yeah, you can. we can talk about what I've well, been playing. Let's we'll um, talk about what you've been playing. We'll hit some news, and yeah. then we'll hit our back half of the show. Fun topic. Okay, sir, we can do that. Sweet. Um, yeah, so I've been playing, still playing Xenoblade 3. I am so, in the last, from what I understand, like the last chapter. Yeah. Um, there's supposed to be like seven story chapters. I'm um, at the beginning of chapter seven. And, you know, it it's very apparent that like I could... Like, it doesn't seem like chapter seven super long. Like, just in, like, if I were to mainline the story, it seems like that the beginning to the end of that could be potentially 
pretty quick. Right. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, if you have played a little bit of the game, like there's, there's, or just no JRPGs in general, there's plenty of stuff that you could do in yeah. that last thing to really stretch it out. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of balancing that of like, well, I want to finish before God of War Ragnarok. Um, how much of this do I want to engage in right now? Like, you know, kind of going back and forth with that, but I'm pushing along doing it, really enjoying it. Um, it's also becoming, um, I mentioned this to you, but it's becoming like more apparent at this point, like what the overall connection is between mm-hmm. all three games, which I think is like, was one of the big things that people were wondering kind of going into it because Nintendo was like, oh yeah, the, this is connected to the first two games. And I was like, well, how? Like they, yeah. it, how in the world? Because the first two games take place in completely different realities and completely different, like what's going to be the, how can they connect? Like what, what is this? Um, so, you know, I'm at that point where like that stuff's starting to emerge, which I think is even not being like a huge diehard Xenoblade fan, I think is still pretty interesting because yeah. I'm like, okay, I, get, I can, I can dig what you guys are, what you guys are doing here. Um, but no, really enjoying it. Still a lot of fun. Um, nice. I'm like 50 hours in at this point, 52 yeah. something. Um, so yeah, it's um, still rocking. Um, but Corey, the, um, the big thing I've been playing Hit this me week, with it. The biggest thing, just every spare moment that I got, it's been, uh, hold on, here it comes. Um, it's been Marvel Snap. You and everybody else. Yeah. So everybody's playing this game. But so I I had no I really had no interest. So Marvel Snap for anybody who's like unaware is a recently launched, like I think mobile only um, collectible card game, a la, you know, Hearthstone and all these others. And the main, I mean, the main reason that it's even on, that it was ever even on my radar is like, so with Overwatch, you know, their spokesperson for the longest time was like Jeff Kaplan. He was always kind of like the guy. With Hearthstone, I mean, less so, but with Hearthstone, it was kind of this guy named Ben Brode, um, who was kind of like the voice of Hearthstone. Ben Brode left, and he made Marvel Snap. So, like, it has some Hearthstone pedigree. Um, So, there's some of that stuff going on. Um, I mean, the big thing, like, I'm a little bit burnout on MCU stuff. Like as much as I love like Marvel comics and things like that, like with everything going on like that, that was not an incentive for me. I was not looking at it and being like, Oh yeah, more Marvel stuff. Like I want this now in my face. Um, but I downloaded on a whim kind of like after hearing people be like, Oh no, it's really cool. Um, and I'm just like super into it. Um, the basic setup for it is just like, I mean, it's a, it's a collectible card game in the same way that like Hearthstone or whatever is you earn new cards and they're everything from like Spider-Man or Venom to like very obscure blue Marvel and Kazar or who, you know, people you've never heard of. Um, and the games, like the games played out very quickly. Effectively. It's like there's six turns a game there are three locations on this map and you can put four cards at any location. So you can have a maximum of 12 cards out on the field. 
you have 12 cards in your deck. Um, you know, it's all like very simple kind of breakdowns, but like the big, like some of the really neat stuff with it is like, which can be frustrating to some people, maybe not to others, but like the locations are always random. So you go into a game and you know, there a location may say when you play a card here, uh, fill this location with that same card. And so you're like, okay, like I have this card that has five power. And if I lay it there, then now that location has 20 power because I got four of those guys and like all of their abilities are activating. And that's pretty cool. Um, you know, but maybe another location is like when you play a character here, destroy it. Hmm. Like, and so then it's like, well, how do I, and the whole point is like, there are three locations to win the game. You have to have the highest point total at the end of six turns at two of the three locations. So you're trying to balance, okay, I need to lay cards here. I need to do this. I need to balance like, okay, this location is like subtracting some power here, or maybe he's doing like this weird thing. Like I can't play a card that's like one, two or three energy costs. Like there's, there's a lot of that stuff that kind of plays into it. And so there's like, there's some level of randomness because you never know going into a game like with six turns, you're very limited to the number of cards you can actually draw right. in a game. Yeah. And, you know, you could go into locations where it's like, okay, the only way that I can get into this, like I can't lay a card here. So I need a card that can move here right. or be laid here without like me actually doing it. If you don't have that in your deck, then it can feel a little like, okay, I'm, I'm out of, I don't have an option yeah. here to go that direction. Um, but by and large, like it feels one of the big benefits is that it's like super quick, Hmm. like games are three to five minutes. It's like in and out just boom. But so, I mean, it never feels like you're just because Hearthstone games could last a while. Like sometimes they didn't, maybe it was only a few turns, but especially if you were playing with like control decks, which were designed to drag the game out and make your opponent like run out of cards and everything like those games could take forever hmm. because especially if you both were doing that. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so like the fact with this, that it's like, it's super quick. It's super breezy. Um, you're constantly like, they're very much kind of engaging the, like the pleasure centers because like you finish a game and it's like, Oh, like right now they have this big symbiote invasion event like that's their Mm -hmm. battle pass thing and so it's like multiple levels of challenges and so i get out of a game it's like you completed these three challenges you did this thing got this thing here's some credits here's some gold here's this thing here's over here and it's like you're just getting a bunch of stuff in your face and it's like yeah 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 let me play more let me do and but it like you know i haven't spent any money on it i haven't like i haven't most of the reason to spend money is like they're really cool card variants. So, I mean, like you can, um, you know, you can get like, I have a, you know, there's the main Hawkeye card, for instance, that looks like he's from a comic book, but then like I have a Hawkeye card that he's, he looks like a Jeremy you know, eight year old drew him oh, that, okay. <laughs> like really cartoony and stuff. Okay. And like, you know, so, I mean, that's kind of where the, but like I earned that. I just got it from something like, I can't remember from what. So, but like, that's kind of the main, like the cosmetic stuff, but then there are also like battle pass things, which do kind of lock you out, I guess, like the symbiote invasion 
you can get Miles Morales, you can get Carnage, you can, um, but that's the, at least to my knowledge, that's the only way you can get them is buying the premium. Um, so it's like, you know, you're potentially losing out on cards that you can't get otherwise. Yeah. Um, but the game is like, none of those cards are like, oh, this is like, this is a game breaking card. It's just a different card. It's just a card that it's like, okay, I want Miles Morales and he has like this cool power. I could see how I could like kind of fit him in, but it's not like anything where it's like, this is the best card or whatever. It's just, it's a, it's another thing to kind of like draw you in. Um, but no, like I'm super enjoying it. I'm reaching the point now where I'm like facing some significant challenge because like at the beginning, I kind of had the opposite problem of Overwatch where it was like I was winning constantly, yep. like 20 games in a row without loss and just like, and then I lose one and then it's like 20 more. And then before yeah. I lose one, like um, now I'm actively getting to a point where people are kind of like spanking me sometimes. Um, but because you it, you go through kind of like a ranked system. Oh, that's the other thing, Corey. Um, okay. I need to talk about the gambling for a second. Oh, we love um, conversations on gambling. So that's the other like kind of big draw is that like when you're in the game, like at its at its base level, you like if you did nothing and you were just playing the game, you won. You would at max get like one to two points essentially that would move you up a rank. Um, you need 10 to move up to like the next rank. Um, so that rate, like it's kind of, you know, it's a small incremental thing, but at any time during the game, you can quote unquote snap and it double, like you're basically like, it's like in poker. If you were to raise or call somebody like, you're going in, you're saying, I've got this, I can do this. So you're betting more of your points because like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because if you, if you were to lose, then that many points are taking away from right. you. If you win, you gain that many points. And it'd be the same thing if in Overwatch, for instance, you're playing a ranked match and it's like, okay, if you win this game, you get 50. If you lose this game, you lose 50. But if you're pretty confident you can win this game, you can raise it. And you could double it up and get a hundred and get a hundred okay. or lose a hundred. And oh, it's the same kind yeah, of concept. Okay, okay. So you go into it and you can bet up to like, you can get to a point where like at the end, whoever wins is getting eight points. Whoever loses is losing eight points. And so it can like move the needle a lot more. And it lets you kind of like go into the game and kind of feel like you have a little bit of that, like kind of push mentality yeah. where you're like, okay, I got this. I'm going to win this. And it lets you kind of like move up or potentially move down more quickly. Um, and it's kind of, it's just kind of a neat thing. Like you can, and you can retreat, like you can effectively fold at any time. So if somebody does that and you're like, I really don't think I, I, I don't have this at all. Then you can just fold and retreat and okay. not bet a bunch of points. Um, but no, I mean, it's super, it's super neat. It's super quick. Like, I feel like I can just get in, like, a quick game in very, like, quick settings. Um, and I don't know. It's, I'm enjoying it a lot. Like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here, like, constantly playing it or, or anything. But, I mean, it legitimately is a thing where it's, like, I can play four or five games or something in all of, like, ten minutes. And it's just, you know, it's a super just fun, breezy thing. There's a lot of strategic depth 
you and everyone else, I've seen just nothing but people raving about how good Marvel Snap is. Yeah, everyone is. I might download it. I think I'm at the point where I just have to, just to see what all the fuss is about. So, um, find out next week if Corey downloads it. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah. Other, I mean, the other kind of things we won't dig into it too much because we have like some some more stuff to talk about. But, um, yeah. Other the newsish stuff going on. Um, uh, Henry Cavill out as the witcher um liam hemsworth the the skinny hemsworth coming in um yeah it's a it's a really weird thing to me like given the fact that there are other witchers in the witcher verse that Mm -hmm. like they could have just been like yeah we're shifting focus and now it's this witcher's story because it's not like yeah. it's not like the show's called Geralt, Geralt like it's just Bridia. the witcher like tell a different witcher story but the fact that it's that they're making him Geralt is really strange to me <laughs> um well did you did you see what happened of like what why he's leaving yeah i mean there's like basically i mean from everything that i've seen it it's you know the because Henry Cavill is pretty like he's a pretty big nerd about some big stuff. Like he likes, yes. you know, Warhammer miniatures. He like he I would loves say he the likes Warhammer miniatures. I would say he is obsessed yes. with Warhammer miniatures. <laughs> um, he loves the Witcher. Like just he's kind a of Witcher lore purist. and and they, yeah. right. And you know, it was Dave coming Wheel out. That, fan too. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Mm. Um, it was coming out that his um. The, they were kind of the writers and everything were kind of um, really disrespecting the original like source material and like mm-hmm. not not just like oh we're not going to follow it but like actively mocking it and so it yeah. sounds like that was like the big catalyst was like okay he doesn't he doesn't want to be a part of a team that's actively like trying to poo poo on mm-hmm. the source material um, so. Did you see that there's a petition for them to get rid of the writers and to bring him back? I really didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. It would make sense. Uh, it's, uh, it sucks. I mean, it really sucks because I, he talked, he talked about playing Geralt for years before yeah. like the show came out, like saying it was like a project he was like desperate to do something like he'd been really, really looking forward to doing if he ever got approached he would do it in a heartbeat and it just tells me like it was like that bad that he was just like i can't continue with this yeah um but in other news he signed on to do a lot more superman films too so who knows yeah yeah he could have just um, gotten the bag yeah that that's also disappointing just in the fact that dc is not like they they haven't James, gotten it figured out yet. So. Well, they brought in James Gunn to yeah. Now that the, now that he's so. now that he's in there, they may get something together. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, um, well, I mean that being said, I mean Suicide Squad. He did that, and that's yep. supposed to be. I mean, I still haven't seen his Suicide Squad, but that's supposed to be like the best DC yep. film, basically. So, um, so yeah, who knows? Um, what other stuff? Anything else going on? What else is going on? Um, they, uh, PlayStation announced today that they are bringing in the OG 
and sequel trilogies of Ratchet and Clank onto PlayStation Premium, which yeah. is really fun. Yeah, um, that's exciting. Um, nothing like, I mean, they're bringing back like the, the PS3 remaster, versions. the PS3 versions. Yeah. You know, nothing like huge, but the fact that it's more accessible is always is always nice. Also, it doesn't win. PSVR two. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, there's a new horizon game on it. There's a first person resident evil village thing on it. I mean, um, there's stuff, there's stuff, but who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. Is that it? Is that, is that all the, the newsy? I mean, Elon, Oh, yeah, bought Elon uh, Twitter. Elon and it's a laid off dumpster fire right yeah. now. Elon laid off all of their. Um, yeah, he basically. 60%. There's been a lot of. Yeah, it's definitely been kind of like. There's been a lot of like conspiracy to the effect of like because apparently a lot of the staff that he laid off are like some of the ethical like the yeah. I, I can't remember the exact titles but essentially content moderation things that would typically come with come like just managing the toxicity mm-hmm. of the community um and there's a lot of it that's like lining up with the big cuz there's in the US there's elections this coming Tuesday so yeah. the fact that it all like lines up to where it's like yeah you can anybody can be verified and we're also not going to monitor this stuff right as we're going into elections is like, you know, people are like, how, (laughs) what exactly are we doing here? Well, Um, someone uh, created an account and verified themselves as him. And was just like roasting the ish out of Elon. And it was, yeah, it's, it is, it is such a weird thing. Because, I mean, you see people who are like, yeah, I'm just going to make a PlayStation account and then just tweet a bunch of, like, Bloodborne 2 news. And then, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. It is such... I mean, it's not like Twitter's ever been this, like, this, like, pristine place. But it's it's amazing the choices that you can make in such a short time frame that can utterly burn it to the ground. It's one of those things of, like, I've been on... I have been on Twitter since my freshman year of high school. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been on this bad boy 13, 14 years now. Yeah. Yeah. And it has always been a little bit like Myrtle Beach. Dirty Myrtle, you know? (laughs) Kind of trashy. You never really know what you're going to see. But it's somewhere where you can kind of take your family. Right. You know? Uh, And now it has slowly... Not slowly. It has quickly and with an expedience fallen into a gargantuan cesspool Mm. that is just on fire and is burning toxic waste. And I'm like, when, like, when's the plug going to get pulled on it at this point? Because like, this is bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, um, next week we'll, uh, update you on the end of Twitter (laughs) because (laughs) it's bound to come soon. Um, but yeah, Corey, uh, without further ado, let's take a break. On the back yeah. half of the show, we are going to be talking about, in the lead up to God of War, just what what are the usual rituals that you go through whenever you play games? Do you, yeah. you know, just, just what does that look like? In anticipation mm-hmm. for the big show, how do you prepare? Um, so we're going to talk about that after the break. We'll be back in a moment. And we're back. Corey, 
we're talking about fun stuff. We're talking about the games yes. that the big ten pole games, the ones that like back in the day we used to go to midnight releases yeah. of and things like you know, I mean, how what is like off the top of your head, like what is the biggest release of something? Like what what was the like biggest game that you were just like that you did something for in some like I know that's a weirdly aimed question. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um let's let's think over the years. Um Assassin's Creed three. I also went to Assassin's was, Creed three. For it came night. out when I I was well, so I was in high school when okay. it came out. Um and so I went, got it midnight and just pulled a sickie yep. the next day at yep. school. Um or whenever like the next school because I think it came out on like a Friday or something. I can't remember probably, exactly. I think it was a Tuesday. That was the Maybe. that was pretty much the standard back then. Yeah. Trying to remember. Regardless, I didn't go to school the next day. Yeah. Um, and I very much just didn't tell my parents either. Yeah. I just stayed uh, home, um, deleted the voicemail, went to practice at like four, left, you know, but uh, did the whole day. It was, nice. it was great. Look at you. Um, did that uh, recently of uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Yep. Um, came out this year, pulled a sickie from work, went and picked up my uh, special edition copy, came home, played it. It was great. Um, let's see what else, what else have I done for releases specifically? Uh, let's see. Death Stranding, Kingdom Hearts 3, Midnight Pickups as well. Okay. Wow. Um, trying to think if there's anything extraordinary that I did. No, I think the Assassin's Creed 3 one was the biggest one where I'm like, I'm just not going to go to school. Uh, cause I had like late arrival and. Okay. So we're like, my parents had already gone to work and yep. I would go to school like an hour and a half later or something like that. I'm like, I just, just I'm not going to go. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I feel like my biggest ones were like Call of Duty releases. I mean, I don't know Ooh. if they're even really much of a thing anymore, but like, I mean, back then it was, it was like a legitimate, like hours and like I would come home for instance, from school and I would drive past a GameStop or a Best Buy or something and it would be four or five o'clock and there would be people lining up yep. for it. Um, I went to those a good bit um, and I yep. would like play, I mean, depending on a lot of times, really all you could do is like play the campaign for that early stretch because like, yeah. you know, there'd be so many people and like servers would be in a state so i mean you oh, yeah. try and hop on and play an actual match and it would never really work out um i did that a lot um the like one of the biggest ones weirdly that like comes to mind is the world of warcraft launch of uh their cataclysm expansion okay. um at that time like i had been playing world of warcraft since the like vanilla release, but I had a couple of friends who had gotten into it a little bit later. Um, they spent the night at my house. We all went and got it. We all got copies, but ironically, like weirdly they weren't because in those games, you 
essentially to get to the new content, you have to be at a certain level. Um, They weren't even at those levels yet. So Mm -hmm. it was like they were coming over and they were just playing World of Warcraft, but they weren't like playing any of the new content. I was the only one who was like playing the new content. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it, it had a like, not a, not a call of duty level kind of thing, but there was, there were actually like a lot of like a surprising number of people who were there. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, thinking about, it is a weird thing because like my mom was always very like, she wasn't super strict necessarily, but I think she had kind of like built into me, like there's going to be a way that she just knows, like, she's just right. going to know, like, if I just, even if I have the ability to stay home, like, she's just going to know, like, yeah. I, and I can't risk it. Or like, God forbid, she, like, she had a migraine or something and she came home early and then I'm just yeah. there. <laughs> um, so usually, I mean, usually that was kind of the extent, like I would be super hyped and I would plan, like I would really plan to dig in and it'd be this kind of thing, but I never did like big, other than going to midnight launches, I never did huge like events kind of thing where I would like pull a sick day or like whatever. Um, you know, the other kind of question that we posed in it, like, you know, going into a new game, do you burn through it or do you kind of like draw it out? You know, I would know, I would know friends who would get it at midnight, who would get a game and then just like within a day be like, yeah, I beat it and just be moved on. Like whatever it was, like maybe it wasn't like a call of duty, but they would be like, they would just beat it as soon as possible and be done. And like, again, that that's never been a thing. Like there's, there is a part of me that like, sometimes would appreciate, okay, like I was, I was a little bit later getting it. Like I had to wait until after Mm -hmm. school to get a copy of it. So now like I can, I can enjoy some of this stuff. I'm not all the way at the end. Um, cause like in World of Warcraft, it would be kind of like that where I would get to the end of a school day and I'd finally install the thing and it would be like, you know, I'd be going into the new content and there's somebody who's halfway done with the levels through right. the content. Um, you know, and they're just burning through it as quickly as possible. Um, that's never really been me. Um, and now even more so like, cause I think about God of war, like if I were in high school or college or something, yeah, I would probably over the course of a week being off, like I'd probably beat it. Like I'd probably just, yeah. but like, you know, Nowadays, with having having a child, having other things on my plate, yeah, um, yeah, it very much is a thing where like the days of just uh, unless my wife just all of a sudden were like, "Hey, we're going like me and her are going out of town for a week, and you do you, man." Like other than, yeah. <laughs> other than if something like that happened, like I couldn't foresee myself like making a huge massive event out of like a game release again. I think it's just yep. like, Hey, I'm super excited about this. I'm going to play it as soon as I can. And then maybe that's only for 30 minutes that day. <laughs> I don't <Right>. know. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I mean, for me going in specifically on like, okay, how do I, consume this new release i think i used yep. to be in the camp of i'm going to gorge on this like i'm going to yep. inhale all of it at once and be like that was 
amazing. Yeah. Like burned through it as quick as I possibly could. I did that for Assassin's Creed three. I think I beat that in like a couple of days, which is, um, not like super impressive, but it's not a short game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Kingdom Hearts three, which doesn't say anything cause it's actually an insanely short game d- disappointingly, but yeah. I think I beat that in like two or three days, something like that, but it's only like a 10 hour game. <sighs> so sad. <laughs> um, I mean, but it is though, uh, maybe it's a little bit longer, but it's nothing like to write home about, yeah. um, in length. But, uh, I think, yeah, specifically like very recently, I think I've definitely slowed down a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I was looking at, um, like when I, it's not a release, but when I picked up my PS5 two years ago now, I guess. Wow. PS5 is two years old. Yep. Um, I remember picking up Miles Morales and I did everything I possibly could to essentially platinum the game and played it through the second time. But in that first playthrough, like did all the side quests, did everything I could and like really took my time with it and just kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, for The Last of Us 2, I did the same thing because that dropped um, dropped during COVID. So it kind of worked out to where I could just like really dig into it. But I think I, I played that for like two-ish weeks, something like that. It was also okay. it was a, a wussy and like struggle to <laughs> get through some of the scarier parts. Yeah. Um, but, and then like Forbidden West, like I took a long time to beat that game. And I find myself also now playing like Playstale Requiem with a lot of like new games I pick up. I'm like deliberately like being very slow with it instead of like running everywhere. I'm like, no, this character would be walking this path. It would look really weird if they're like sprinting through this town. I'm going to walk through it. And I'm like, I take my time to like mosey my way around the game and just like take in like what's been there. Yeah. Um, That's been like a good change. I think in my opinion for myself, it's just kind of like, okay, let's, you know, we're just going to go with the flow. Whatever happens, happens. Um, and hearing some of the stuff about God of War and like how like it's side stuff um, is apparently just like the best parts of the game. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to just like, I'm going to pick it up on the day it comes out and I'm just going to enjoy what it offers. I'm going to take my time with it. Um, and, I, and I like where I've gotten with that, especially with like big releases of there's no point now in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm very excited for this. I'm so pumped. Why like ruin all of that by trying to get through as fast as I can? Why not just like, okay, you're so excited to like, enjoy it. Take every bite that you can small bites and just take it as it is. Yeah. Well, and, and it definitely is a thing where like, there's some games that I am like, I want to like Titanfall two. I wanted to have a perspective on the campaign but I was not mm-hmm. in love with any aspect of whatever was going on. So blowing through it as quickly as possible <laughs> was just fine yeah. with me. But yeah, whenever a game comes out that like, you know, I mean, I felt this way. I'm sure I will feel this way, especially about Scarlet and Violet, because I felt yeah. this way whenever Sword and Shield came out where I was just like, I just want to be in it. I just yeah. want to like, want to, we don't get it. And, and I think that's the core of it when there's a game or a game series that you just don't get very often, you want Mm -hmm. to kind of like embrace it and live in it. And, and I, 
and it, it's an ironic thing because I feel like as we've gotten older, there are more games available to us yeah. to be able to play and then add to our back backlog. But yeah, there is kind of like natural inclination to just kind of slow down and enjoy it yeah. a little bit more, um, whether we want to or not. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm super hyped for God of War Ragnarok, but you know, at the same time, uh, Tactics Ogre, November 11th, Pokemon Scarlet, Violet, November 18th, 18. just Whoa. as 2023, November 22nd. Well, that, that also makes things. So for me, with Ragnarok coming up, I, I want to hear what, what you're going to do because I, I still have a, a couple hours left of the Playtale Requiem. Yep. There is, but I'm also playing Xenoblade 3. Yep. Um, I've already rationalized my brain of like, okay, Xenoblade 3, I hate to break it to you. You're not getting picked up again until probably like mid-December. Yep. Um, that's where we're at. Uh, but Playtale Requiem, I'm, I'm like, okay, I have to finish this. I am going to finish this before this game comes out. I, I think I'm very much if I am really enjoying a game, but there's a big release coming out, i.e. this, like I am going to finish that game, even if it means like sacrificing like some of the enjoyment of it, of like, okay, like let's say it's Monday night and I'm not at chapter like 16 or 17, um, which I should be, uh, but I'm not. I will absolutely just power through, like yeah. screw it. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I, I'm the kind of person who, who would look up like, okay, I'm not gonna look up the ending, but I'm gonna look up a walkthrough if I'm yeah. hitting any like rope bumps. Cause like, yeah. cause I know in my brain, as soon as I pick up Ragnarok, like Requiem is like off to the side. It's getting yeah. added to my game of the year list. Don't get me wrong. It's, 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 it's going to, it's going to be on there. Um, maybe we'll see. Um, maybe. It should be, um, but like Xenoblade, like I'm sorry, buddy. It's like, oh, <laughs> my sweet summer child. Yeah. Anyway, as I toss it over my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah, um, that, I think that's what I've always done in the past. I'm always just like, I'm going to finish this, and because otherwise, I will never touch it again, or it might be months before I touch it again. By which I would need to start over. Um. Are you in that boat? Like, where are you going to do with Xenoblade coming up? I mean, I should be done with Xenoblade. Um, if I'm not, like, it's not going to keep me from playing God of War. Usually that's how it is. Is like, it depends on, like, because there are plenty of games where it'll be like, okay, I'm coming down to the wire. I know in my heart, if I don't finish this now... I'm not going to pick it back up. So yeah. sometimes, I mean, sometimes I will push off like a new release a day or two just because it's like, well, I want to finish up the other thing really quick. Right. Um, but the nice thing about the switch and some of the like just handheld stuff in general is that it does kind of like, and also being a parent to an extent, like mm-hmm. it does kind of like, there are times where it's like, okay, well I got to like in the evening, my wife and I are watching something together. You know, I'm not going to play the whatever's on like my PS five, but I can still kind of like go through whatever's on my switch. So that's kind of, that's kind of where my head is, is like God of war will be my primary. Like when I got, when I got that TV time and I can play something on my TV, that'll be it. I'm not going to opt to play Xenoblade there, but like if it is a thing where it's like, okay, we're, 
you know, my wife's watching something or I'm doing something, then like I'll pull out Xenoblade yeah. if I'm not done at that point. That's kind of where my head is on it. So, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. So yeah, I'm, uh, it will be November 9th though. I will be picking that up and got so much stuff going on that week, but I will, I will you, use it to the fullest. If you didn't have the week off, would you pull a sickie on Wednesday? Um, probably maybe, I don't know. It's okay. cause it is such a weird thing. Cause like I recently this week pulled a sickie and it had mm. dawned on me whenever I did, I was like, I've never done that in the like year and a half that I've worked in this job. Oh, I do it all the time. Well, part of the reason that I don't is because like there, I mean, some days there is a lot required of me, but there's some days where like I could I could not even have been conscious and nobody would have known. <laughs> like yeah. there's like sometimes that happens. And so a lot of times if it's something like that where we have a lot of stuff going on, it's like, okay, I'll make sure that I'm paying attention to my phone, but otherwise, like I'm just not with it. Um so most right. of the time I kind of opt to go that direction. Um, but yeah, like the, and which is why, like, I've accrued a lot of vacation times because it's like, well, yeah. I mean, if if I want to, if I want to just relax on a day, then I can just kind of like pull back a little bit. Um, yeah. But the nice thing is, like, it keeps me out of having to um, having anybody call me or e- yeah. expect an email response or anything. So, um, so yeah, probably like I probably would have just been like, okay, like I'm checked out this day. I'm yeah. it's stomach stuff. I'm pooping uncontrollably. Do not. Do not talk to me. Just leave me alone. I love it. Let me be in peace. Um, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else, Corey? No, I think that's that's all on my end. I love it. Um, yeah. Next week, um, next week, we'll have some God of War thoughts. Early. Initial. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Cause we're going to record late next week, I imagine for yeah. it. So, yeah. So we'll have something I'm sure. Who knows? Um, we could be done. We could be done. We could be having a spoilery discussion then. Um, probably not, but you know, who knows the, who, who knows what the winds will do for us. Um, but until then, Corey, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me over at hash slinging thrasher on Instagram. And I guess for now you can find me at stay thrasher on Twitter, TBD. Um, if that will <laughs> remain the case, um, Soon you can to also be f- the verified. Heck stay no, <laughs> absolutely not for the uh, low, low cost of $20 a month. You can isn't it eight now? I think it's eight I now. I think the check, I can't remember. Twitter blue, their subscription thing is eight. I thought that he said that the check mark was 20, but I don't know. It might be. Who I don't cares? know what it is. Uh, and again, for <laughs> now, you can follow arcade uh, underscore cozy at on Twitter um, or arcade cozy. Um, again, for now, who knows? It remains to be seen. Uh, where can they find you, Christopher? You can find me for now. It's Swiss Fun Joe on Twitter. Um, Four Point Pixel on Instagram. Uh, speaking of new shirts available, new designs, yes. sweatshirts, hoodies. Um, they are available and they are lovely. I'm very happy with them. 
so the university jock of Garrick Mockty. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. I tried to order yeah. it. It said it couldn't deliver to my address. What? So, yeah. No. I think it, I What? Yeah. I need to look into that. Yes, you do. Because I, I want it. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's problematic. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. If anybody wants one, go look, go four point pixel on it's Instagram. Sick. Go look me up. Um, yeah. But, cool. uh, and also Arcade Cozy on Instagram. You can find us. Um, don't do a whole lot, but if you want some show updates, it's there. Um, it's always there. Yeah. It's always there. Um, also questions, concerns, and comments and curiosities can be sent to arcade cozy at gmail.com. Um, intro outro music by Johnny Be Good eighty nine. Find him on Instagram doing music stuff. And uh, yeah, Corey. Till next week. This has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? Bye. Love you. Bye.